You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Here's an article that came across my desk. How to shop around for a mortgage loan. That's easy. Is it really? No, just call me. That's all the shopping you need to do. It I'm is confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's really confusing. So Steve Currington, mortgage expert, what should you really know? And I want... I want uh, you know, I've got very loyal listeners. Yeah. I want them to walk away with something. Yeah. Well, I would just tell you this. Um, when you decide I'm going to buy a house or I'm going to refinance or I'm going to get a mortgage, okay, um, it's at that time that you should decide that you're going to shop. So if you're going to have, let's say you're going to talk to three different mortgage companies, then you should do it all around the same time. You shouldn't apply with... For credit so, purposes? Yeah, like, because you have about a 14-day period to have basically up to 10 inquiries that are like inquiries. And what the credit bureau does is at the end of that, um, say, 14-day window, they're going to take all of those inquiries and lump them together and count them as one. So then you can apply with confidence. and Because it doesn't hurt your credit correct. if you're doing them together. Well, it doesn't hurt your credit anyway, and we've talked about that in another one, but a lot of people are sensitive to that. So I'm just saying if you're going to shop, do it all at once. And I would avoid the online lenders because there's a whole lot of, uh, we call them teaser rates. And uh, we have clients that will send us links and screenshots all the time that will say, well, so-and-so, you know, online shows that They've I got a half percent. They've got a one percent mortgage. Yeah. yeah. And it will. It'll say like 1.99%. But when you click through and get to the fine print, it'll say in the state of Washington, in this county with a loan size of over 350. Let's just call it what it is. It's classic bait and switch. Exactly. And it's it's legal because they've got all the fine print there, but who's got time to read all that fine print? I just want somebody I can trust. Right. Which gets to the the local stuff. So, and I found some of this stuff in this article good. Sometimes I read these articles and I go, some buffoon wrote this. But locals you can trust, where where to find your, your mortgage person. Uh, locals you can trust check with your real estate agent and online reviews yeah. now i'll say i'll say here i'm a big proponent why does the real estate agent like the mortgage company ask them that why do you like this person just because they buy you a lot of free lunch or yeah. because they actually have the best value for your customers yeah. and clients and you you hit on reviews and that's what i would recommend is just you need to read reviews um, there's a lot of information you can find online and it doesn't take but a few minutes to go, if you've identified a company, to go look up their reviews and, you know, just do what everybody does and sort by lowest rating. And then you can hear all the bad stuff that anybody said about them, and then you'll know that's the worst. What do you think about interviewing the mortgage loan officer what, as, a, as a tip? Well, yeah, I think here's the thing. To a certain extent, what we provide as lenders is, is a commodity. You know what I mean? We all have mortgage loans. We all have a lot of the same products. We all have... You want the money to be at at the closing table. Yeah, we all have pretty competitive rates, right? But for me and for the customers that we've worked with and the feedback that we got, the biggest thing that is very important to a lot of people is communication. So you want a lender that's available when you have questions because homes aren't bought and sold Monday through Friday 8 to 5. And if you're working with a lender that, you know, nothing wrong with it if they just choose to work 40 hours a week and that's when they work – and something comes up on a Saturday. I'll give you an example. I had a customer that got a termite inspection on a Saturday morning at like 9 o'clock. And despite the fact that I told him at least 10 times, call me anytime, 8 a.m., like 8.01 on Monday, he calls me frantic. And he's like, there's termites in this house. What do I and do? And he was worried about it all weekend. All weekend. And I said, bro, 
the contract says the seller has to fix any termite damage. And yeah. He's like, Seriously? I'm like, yeah, you should have called me Saturday instead of stressing about it. So communication is a big part of that. And if so... And feeling comfortable yeah. communicating that way. So yeah. I guess he didn't have a realtor because I would have told him not to worry about it. No, Daryl, there's like 5,000 agents in Tulsa, and there's a lot of really good people that are agents. And they sell, you know, like I think 80% oh. of them or 90% of them sell like less than two houses a year. So not bad people just don't really have the experience and don't know. Of, uh, yeah, what to walking through. Yeah. The, yeah. So you want somebody that's available when you have questions? You want somebody who is competitive when it comes to rates? Um, I can tell you that I'm not going to say we're all pretty competitive, but, you know, if you're working with someone that is local, we know this market and we know what rate we need to be at. Is there's, it, there's a realm. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. I can't be the lowest rate all the time. I just can't. I mean, I can't be all things to all people. But what I can do is I do what I say I'm going to do, and you get to the closing table when you're supposed to, and that's really what you should be looking for. Uh, when you're choosing a lender. What about third-party fees? Here's something that I found interesting. Be careful interpreting third-party fees. Third-party fees, uh, the estimates are included on the worksheet, but those aren't the lender's fees. So one lender can estimate third-party fees higher, and the other one can estimate the third-party fees lower, but the third-party fees usually are going to be whatever the third-party fees are, and the lender doesn't have any real... Um, sway on that well and we don't but we do have some responsibility because once i give you a loan estimate if you choose to use the company whose fees i quoted like if i quote a certain title company and you say that's fine i'll use that title company and when you get to closing their fees are 10 more than 10 percent higher than what i quoted then we either have to pay it or they have to reduce it so you do have some protection there uh and the reason for that daryl is because for years people you know you get to closing and you're bringing 1500 bucks more yeah and the lender would say oh that's not me that's the title that's company. yeah passing the buck and that was a very very bitter experience because the the some some of these companies knew that you were under such pressure to close and to move because the mover was scheduled utilities were on school had to start uh there were there could be fines or penalties for not closing on time and what are you going to do about it well yeah. you're not going to do anything except pay the fee and yeah. that that really backfired on a lot of companies that aren't and, around anymore. And a lot of out-of-state lenders will quote, misquote a lot of third-party fees because they'll misquote what the cost of the appraisal is by either too high or too low, or they'll misquote title fees because we're one of the only states in the nation that does abstracting, and they don't know that. So if they're out-of-state, they don't know our market, then they'll misquote that number, and it can get confusing and get surprises for you down the road. Last little bit here, 30 seconds. What about timing? and locking locking your interest rate knowing i've got the interest rate and uh, i'm not going to have any surprises at closing if you have a contract and you're closing within the next say 30 to 45 days my rule of thumb is if you like it lock it and that means if you're talking to your lender and they've quoted you an interest rate you can certainly play the market you know and it market could be stable but my rule is if you like it lock it then you're done with it so if it's like hey i'm good with that and how long can you lock it I mean, we can lock up to nine, eight or nine months. You just may but not you pay want to for go that. that How far. can you get a free lock? How long can you get a free lock? Thirty days? It depends. I mean, sometimes I hate that answer. Well, <laughs> it, just because sometimes I can get a fifteen-day lock and a forty-five-day lock at the same price. Yeah. So just it depends on it's the market, market at driven. the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Steve Currington. Yeah, stevecurrington.com. Actually, if you uh, have more questions, you can visit that. You can also call me. I happen to work seven days a week. Nine one eight two eight one five four seven five. All right. Thanks, Steve. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.